Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Let's begin now. Sixteen sixty, the score. Good morning. You lost an hour of sleep, of life. Not easy this morning. Yeah, one of the most dumbest things in the world is daylight savings time. Why do we still do it? I don't know. I feel like there's like one person that enjoys it, and it's probably farmers. Yeah, I think that's probably it. I guess. I mean, now it's not. It's bright. just not practical. Now anymore. it's seven a.m. and it's not light outside. Used to be. Hey, the sun's coming up. I'm goofy, and we're talking to you. On up and at him. Now what do we talk about? The sun not up, and that daylight savings time is overrated. And yeah. It's not fun. Like it's cool in the in the fall when you gain an hour, but now you have to change your car clock. You have to change whatever if you use. You know, I guess these clocks are all digital. My phone actually does it itself. I don't know. Nick, how are you this morning? I'm doing pretty good, man. How are you? I'm doing well. Got a uh, Liverpool on. They need a win. Man City won yesterday, so now they're five full points up in the Premier League table. Liverpool wins today. They're only down two. Liverpool's never won the Premier League, so I've kind of been all in on this. Liverpool is kind of like the Chiefs. Okay. Which is for a topic for another day, but as we do every morning, we get to the wake and take. Good morning. This is your wake-up call. Let's do it. Shake and bake. <laughs> yeah. It's no sense to shake and bake. It's nonsense. What the heck? Let's go. The wake and take this morning, um... Literally got discovered on my way here. I'm driving in my car, and that Twitter sound hits my phone, and I'm thinking, yeah, literally. I'm like, well, that's weird. What could that possibly be? I don't know. Like, I haven't tweeted anything out really aggressively the last couple of days or minutes or hours, um, even though yesterday was like St. Patrick. I also don't get this. I'm Not St. Patrick's Day. I, but it was in downtown Lee Summit. I don't get that either. Even though St. Patrick's Day is Sunday. next week, One and it's week on a Sunday. Today. Yeah. Like, I don't understand the planning. Lee Summit. Do your own thing. Want to be ahead of the curve. Right. Um, so, but we get the news from Schefter this morning as I have a reminder set on my phone only for two people. Schefter and Woj. Those are the only two people that give me notifications. Only two people that matter. Because I used to do Schefter, Ian Rappaport, all these other guys, and then like my phone literally went off like I was back in middle school. Like it was just constant text message, and it was just like the same tweet from different people in different wording. Yeah. Um, but Antonio Brown's going to Oakland. There's three things here. One, he's now in the Chiefs division. Two, he's not going to Buffalo. And three, he kind of controlled where he wanted to go the entire time. Turn my mic off accidentally. I'm sorry. Um, but, like, the thing is, is, like, I don't know, uh, other than the fact that, that we see him twice a year, and I say we, people of Kansas City, people that, you know, cheer for the Chiefs, whatever your team may be, you're the Broncos, you're seeing him twice a year. If you're the uh, Chargers, you're seeing him twice a year. The biggest question, obviously, he's getting paid. He's getting like $30 million guaranteed, I think is what it is, in like yeah. the, the remaining of his contract years. Oakland's cool with it. They have so much baggage that they can give away. I mean, I think they had, what, three first-round picks? Um, 
But the biggest question remains, who's going to throw it to him? Is it going to be Derek Carr? I can't see that going very well after a couple weeks with Derek Carr and Antonio Brown. I like Antonio Brown. Um, I know a lot of people think that like he brings a lot of drama and a lot of stuff to the table. Let's not forget who his quarterback was in Pittsburgh. Um, I have plenty of sound bites on Ben Roethlisberger, a guy who said that he was done playing football, but then said he wanted to play football once they drafted a quarterback out of Oklahoma State with the last name of Rudolph. And the guy was like, hey, how about you teach me some of your things? And Ben Roethlisberger's like, no, I'm, I'm all right. You can figure I'm it out. Good. You can figure it out on your own. I didn't learn from Tommy Maddox, name drop, XFL. How you doing, sweetheart? Um, and then you look at stuff like that, and then Ben Roethlisberger also, uh, ben Roethlisberger also is a very scumbaggish person. The allegations of sexual abuse, uh, the fact that he called out a rookie receiver this year and like all this kind of stuff, and then claims, well, if you have the tenure that I have, you can do whatever you want. Okay, that might be cool in your mind, but I'm not like that here. Like, I've worked here longer than you, and I don't say, hey, well, whatever I say, I can say on the air because, I mean, it is what it is. Like, that'd be, that's stupid. Yeah. Granted, I haven't won anything, but Rusford has won a Super Bowl. He's been to two. Uh, maybe more. No, he's been to two. Three. Two Super Bowls. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, it doesn't matter. I'm not, a, the, I'm yeah, not a big Rusford fan. Yeah. You look at Antonio Brown, okay? People want to hate Antonio Brown. They want to get mad at Antonio Brown because they don't like his style. Maybe because he's too flamboyant or he's too characteristic or he's too, the blonde mustache is too much for you. Hold on, Jack. Here's the thing. Antonio Brown is the best receiver in the most popular sport in the entire United States. Antonio Brown was a sixth-round pick from Eastern Michigan. No one knew who Antonio Brown was seven years ago. Antonio Brown has been the best wide receiver in football for the last three years. I hate to say it. Julio Jones is really good. Odell Beckham is amazing. But Antonio Brown has been the number one guy. You look in fantasy football, if that's your reference. He goes number one overall, or Le'Veon Bell does most of the time because if you're in a PPR He's almost guaranteed eight catches for 100 almost every week. Oh, and by the way, this last year, he set his record for most touchdowns in a season with 15. So Antonio Brown, this whole saga that some people find annoying, some people think, oh, it just needs to be over. I watched him on the shop with LeBron James. He had a very good segment, and he had a very good very good part of it. I'm not saying it word for word. You can watch it yourself. It's a 30-minute documentary. It takes no time to watch. HBO. HBO, yeah. And he literally goes, you know, I was a six-round pick out of Eastern Michigan. I did really well, and now I'm trying to set myself up for the future of my life, and now people are mad at it. Sorry that I went out and bought a fur coat that I could buy with my money because it's something I could do. I'm sure there's something stupid that all of us would go out and buy. Oh, yeah. Like I, would I turn, buy stupid stuff on my $9 an hour paycheck. You if, know? I, <laughs> like, if I was rich and famous, I would turn my garage into Rob Deerdeck's Fantasy Factory. Yeah. I would have a giant foam pit with zip lines and skateboards and basketball goals. I'd be like, just have fun. I wouldn't be I would it wouldn't be like anything like over the top. But Antonio Brown, he has a landing spot. It's Oakland, it's John Gruden, it's the AFC West. Yeah, and I, I think this whole thing just kind of showed you how we're seeing this shift in the NFL when it comes to free agency, and we'll get to that later in the show. But it seems like the players are getting a little bit more control Damn overall. It. Liverpool down one nil. Early. Ugh. Very early. Part owner of Liverpool is LeBron James. That's right. Yesterday uh, solidified something that we will get into at about 10.15. It's uh, something that finally came to an end, and I'm confident saying that it's finally over. But something before that is the fact that I'm still not 100% sold that K-State fans truly honestly know what they have at head basketball coach. You and I talked about this for probably 10 minutes when we both arrived here this morning, and my manager at my other job at Jack Stack, he is a 
K-State alum, loves K-State, everything is K-State. His profile picture is him with a K-State foam finger. He's all in. I have another manager there that works there. Huge K-State fan. I've got friends, family members that are K-State fans that went to K-State. The same narrative that continues to stick around them is, I mean, it's Bruce. It's Bruce. And the problem that I have with that is, this is going to be, this is Bruce's second Big 12 title. I'll listen for a little bit when people say, well, the first one wasn't his kids. That's fair. Still got it done. Still coached them. Still beat. Still won a division. Shared it with Kansas, who is the mecca blue blood of the Big 12. Always has been, unless it's football, then it's Texas or Oklahoma, which give less miles a couple years. He's already playing flip cup in Allen Fieldhouse with the kids. Um, but it's his second Big 12 banner, and it's the way I look at Bruce is I feel there are two ways that people look at Bruce Weber, right? I feel like the high-pitched voice, the charismatic attitude on the court, the, hey, hey, stop, hey, and then always at the end, it's always like, well, you know, I just, like, you know, it's just yeah, we play tough, it's good, you know, stuff like that. I mean, yeah, Ben yeah, Heisler yeah. does a way better Bruce Weber than I do. Which, if the phone worked in here, we'd have Bruce. I'd call Heisler right now, and I'd have him do the Bruce from Manhattan. That's just what I would do, because that's what I do to Heisler. I would just put him on the spot. The best thing to do is call Heisler and have him do uh, Gilbert Godfrey. That's, like, my favorite thing to do to Heisler. Um, but the thing about Bruce, this being his second Big 12 banner, last year he goes to the Elite Eight. People then again will be like, well, it was by a mistake. Okay, okay, you're still there. Um, Kentucky couldn't hit free throws. You beat Kentucky. Now you're in the Elite Eight. Sorry. It is what it is. Um, he's not Bruce, or he's not Bill Self. He's not Coach Calipari. He's not Coach Krzyzewski. He's not Roy Williams. He's not Tony Bennett. He's not all these guys that everybody seems to, like, put all these coaches in a comparison to. Okay? Bruce Weber is the guy that does this. Bruce Weber is a guy that's going to get these secondary players out of the state of Kansas. Bruce Weber is a guy that when it comes to the dinner table, Bruce eats second, Bill eats first. But just because you're eating second doesn't mean that the food is garbage. You're just not getting it first. The five-star McDonald's All-Americans are always going to go to Kansas. And if they go to K-State, then the NCAA is going to be like, hey, something's up. We're going to check this out. Why is Michael Beasley going to your school? Which still, I don't understand right, that. Yeah. He was gone after one year. We knew that was going to happen. They also had him at 6'10". He was 6'7 when he got to the NBA. But... The thing about Bruce Weber is Bruce is going to go get those three-star guys. He's going to go get those two-star guys. And what he's going to do is by the time they're seniors, they're going to play four years. And by the time they're done in Manhattan, Bruce is going to have them to be basically a four-star kid because Bruce is that type of coach. Bruce isn't the guy that's going to go land the McDonald's All-American. Also, you play in effing Manhattan. Sorry to cuss. That's not really a cuss word, but I'll repent later when the church show comes on at 8 o'clock from Perry Village Church Show. How you doing? Um, but the thing is, is like you're in Manhattan. You're second fiddle to Kansas. Like the analogy I just used of eating second. Just because you go get your pizza second doesn't mean it's getting any different of a slice. You're just not even getting the first dibs at it. You're still going to eat the butcher block from Funhouse or whatever it's called or the, or the, the, uh, 
I don't know. There's some Minsky's that's really, really good. It's got like bacon strips on it. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah come over next time. I mean, we'll do it. Minsky's just in general. You can come amazing. over tonight and watch Fast Lane. Okay. The WWE pay per view. We'll get Minsky's and Branch. Okay. You got to have Branch with the pizza. Oh, absolutely. I love Ranch. Ranch love and it. crust is great. It's fantastic. Make Tremendous. pizza good again. I love Ranch. Um, Donald Trump likes pizza. I'm almost it's, guaranteed. Uh, oh, definitely. It's I mean, KFC, he loves fast like food. He has so, a Diet yeah. Coke button on his desk. Yeah. We're getting sidetracked. But you look at Bruce Weber, second Big 12 title. This year it was all about the seniors. Dean Wade. Uh, Barry Brown. By the way, Barry Brown's going to get his damn number retired in Bramlage. Oh, like, yeah. I know that may not be like saying a lot because I saw they did like a shot the other day. They had NIT uh, yeah, banners up. Yeah. I was like, eh, I don't know. NIT's don't not really cool anymore, no. if it ever was. I don't know if it was. Um, I don't know it, it used was. to be uh, back when I was a glimmer in somebody's eye. Um, but the thing about it is, like, here we are. Same narrative. Fans. Well, just Bruce, man. Just Bruce. Just Bruce. And my boss, Jeff, and, and my other boss, Adam, they both are always the same way. They're always like, oh, well, you know what? It's just Bruce, man. Like, these players win in spite of Bruce. These players do it because they want to do it. B.S. Bruce Weber now has two Big 12 titles in his years that he's been there. I think he got there the year after Bill. So, I think he got there in 04, right? So, he'd be, has, he, has he been there? No, no. When did he get there? Like, 2008? Something like that, yeah. Okay. Frank Martin was there for a few years right. when Bill got there. Yeah, Frank and then uh, what's-his-face? Uh, no, Huggins wasn't there. It was way before Bill, right? I don't mm, know. I'm getting off track. I don't know. Anyway. Either way, Bruce Weber, two Big 12 titles. Yes, they're not outright. You shared it with Texas Tech. You shared it with Kansas. But now you're going back to the Big 12 tournament, and now you're the one seed. Now you have a chance to get to the Sunday game or the Saturday game again. I believe if you get there, I don't know what happens if they lose before that day, but if they get to the game on Saturday night at 5 or so whenever they play at uh, Sprint Center, but if you get to that game, I think you've already locked yourself up a two seed. I think if you lose on Friday... I think you could drop to a three seed. But, I mean, the Big 12 is going to have I, – I believe the Big 12 is going to get six in for sure. Some people think eight. I don't think that's possible. I probably I, seven. I think the way that Oklahoma Meets laid an middle. egg yesterday against uh, K-State, which, I mean, no one was going to win that game anyway because it's just the situation. But, like, if Oklahoma gets in, they get seven. And if somehow TCU gets in, they have eight. I don't see they TCU getting in. They, they fell apart. They crumbled. The just, Jamie Dixon, yeah. great guy, yeah. good dude. But I don't think they're in. Either way you look at it, Bruce Weber's going to get you back in the tournament. He's got you a second Big 12 banner. He's been to an Elite Eight. He's going to get Barry Brown's number retired because he's coached Barry Brown up. Dean Wade came back after being hurt, kind of got that team together. And you ask other teammates, it's all about these seniors. And how did they get here? They got here because of Bruce Weber. Who recruited him? Bruce Weber. Who got him to this point? Bruce Weber. I'm done. Bruce Weber. Give the guy some damn credit. Quit taking so much shots at Bruce Weber and let him do his damn job. Well, yeah, and we were talking about it before the show, too. The reason, I mean, one of the biggest pitfalls for KU this year and the reason why they didn't win the Big 12 outside of the injuries and LeGerald Vick and all that is that they're really young. They're really young, and they couldn't win on the road. They're great at Allen Fieldhouse, terrible on the road, and that's something that Bruce Weber has kind of countered is KU and Bill Self are moving more towards these younger teams, a lot of freshmen, like a lot of the Blue Bloods are, Bruce knows, like, I mean, if you think that you can compete with that, you're lying to yourself as a K-State fan. Yeah. Like, that's just not who you're going to be. But he's going out and finding these guys, like you said, like the three-star guys that can build into these really quality players that actually contribute and play four years. And then by the time you get a team full of seniors like this, then that's when you get to take your shot at the Goliath of the Big 12, and he did it. So yeah. 
Give the guy some props. Sometimes experience pays off. Yeah. I get it. You want to be the flash in the pan. You want the Dietrich Lawson. You want the Anthony Davis. You want the John Wall. You want the Eric Butzos. You want those guys of the world. Yeah. They're not going to K-State, and no, Bruce Weber knows that. He knows where he needs to recruit. He we, knows how to do it. I mean, we said it before. Dean Wade's from some tiny-ass town. Yeah. His parents own a bar. He's going to be one of the best K-State players to ever go to that system because he played four years, he was under Bruce Weber, and he knew what he was. He wasn't a huge, huge recruit. He was a guy that was going to get better with time. Bruce Weber, I guarantee you, this is like a class that a lot of guys are leaving, right? We got to get out of here. I know I'm going way too damn long. But the thing with Bruce Weber is he's going to have a couple down years because he's going to build these teams up. This has been his team. This team that's here this year has been Bruce's team. And what he's produced is an Elite Eight appearance, a Big 12 banner, and possibly a two seed, and more to come. The biggest problem I see is people are not accepting what he is. The easier you accept it, the better it becomes. We got to get to break. It's over, but now that it is, it may be a blessing in disguise. Back in on sixteen sixty, talking about K State, your home for K State Wildcats, sister station six ten Sports Radio one one. Liverpool just tied it. Little goal from uh, Firmino and a little assist from Mohamed Salah, the Egyptian national player. Stud. Stud. Can really run that right wing on FIFA, too, by the way. If you want to get skilled, you can pick up the sticks yeah, on take, PS4. I'll, I'll, I'll take you on the sticks in FIFA any day. You have a PS4? Yeah. All right. We'll Let's get do it. it. We'll play today. Um, coming up a little bit later on 610 Sports Radio, our sister station, Bink, on Sundays. Um, I have no idea what Binkley did last night. Um, normally I do. I'm assuming it involved craft beer, craft beer, some sort of football, something to do with a draft, not like a draft beer, but like the NFL draft Yeah, and tender. Yes. A lot of swipes. Never did I think that we would talk about Jay Binkley and talk about tender and draft, but not being a draft beer. God bless Jay Binkley. He'll come in here in probably five minutes and give us both the middle finger. Yep. He'll tell us that he got already his, know what's happening. He'll tell us that he got something really nice for us. We'll think it's like maybe like a card or like maybe it's like a, a gift card in like, his pockets. Yep. We'll think it's like maybe something to New Axiom Brewery, and then he'll come out with two middle fingers that have tobacco lined inside his cubicle. Yep. Um, I can finally say this with confidence, Nick. Literally, KU is not going to win the Big Twelve this year. I think that's safe to say now. It took me till the very last game in the Big 12 to say it. I know that it was officially over for KU on, what was that, Tuesday night? Mm-hmm. When they just laid an egg. When and they just got whooped by Oklahoma. Larry Bird's, like, second coming. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that guy, man, that blonde mustache is something else. That takes nerve. Like, if you can rock a blonde mustache the way Larry Bird rocked it in the 80s when he was wearing thigh-high shorts where maybe a Johnsonville Bratwurst might have sneaked out on a layup, could have happened. That's a penis joke. Um, but anyways, you look at uh, you look at the Big Twelve Conference, fourteen in a row. It was great. It was kind of cool. It was like a good run. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> it was a good run. But I the guess. thing about it is, is like one national title, two title appearances, three title appearances. Anthony Davis, Final Four last year. You, yeah, Final Four last year. You lost to Villanova yeah, because they hit three like Final Fours. Three Final Fours, two national title appearances, one national title in two thousand eight. The one you lost to, you lost to Anthony Davis, who's probably on the verge of being basically like. The best player in the NBA. I mean, right now it's still LeBron, but I mean, you have Giannis, you have Anthony Davis, um, you have James Harden. Those kind of guys are just especially a position where like there's just not that many centers. No, and not he's very versatile. Centers. He can shoot and everything else. Um, it's not always cool to admit defeat, and it's not always cool to admit things are over. 
but sometimes, you know, good things have to come to an end. I feel like even though a lot of people knew this could possibly be the year that KU might not win the Big 12, which they weren't saying that until about a month ago, two months ago. Um, every year you kind of just accept it. You're like, okay, KU's going to win the Big 12. It is what it is. They'll get another ring. It'll be the 15th year, 14th year, 13th year, 12th year, whatever. All that kind of stuff. Literally the year that they didn't win the Big 12, the one year they didn't win the Big 12, it took the worst case scenario for KU to not win the Big 12. That's what it took. And they missed it by two games. And they missed it by two games. I'll call it one because I feel like they just quit in Oklahoma. I just feel like they didn't care. Yeah, they didn't have anything to play for. No, they didn't care. They didn't want to share it three ways. K-State and Tech, they're both going to win. So it's like whatever. It was pretty – I mean, again, I'm speculating. I don't know if that's what those kids were thinking, but that's the way the performance looked. That's how I would think if I was in that position. That's what the performance looked like. It was more so like, hey, let's just get to the Big 12 tournament. Let's get into the dance, and then let's just really see what we can do. Again, KU was preseason ranked number one in the nation. They had Hidoka Azapuki. They also thought they were going to have Sylvia DeSosa coming to this team. LeGerald Vick was on this team. They thought Quentin Grimes was going to be Grimes really was supposed to be a five-star recruit. Yeah. So, K-State fans that get mad at Bruce Weber, they don't get five-star recruits. Sometimes five-star recruits don't pan out. Quentin Grimes didn't pan out. A lot of out. times. A lot of people are pissed off at number five for KU this year. Lots. You, Ron Hughley. You, Nick Price. KU grad. Frat hey, boy. No, we don't have that drop in here. Hey, um, Chris Tucker is who that drop is. Um, but... You take the worst-case scenario, you take 14 years, and that's when KU finally loses the Big 12. You lose your big man for the year, who if they had Doak. They were undefeated before we went down. That's right. They still went undefeated at home. Yeah. They're just terrible on the road because they don't have that big man to lean on to They're kind of young, slow the pace. And they don't have a they don't have a leader that's going to take over the ball no. and just like dictate the situation. Your only when senior on the team well. got told to leave the team. We think, or took a leave of absence. We don't really something honest. happened, and they canceled senior night. Yeah, and Legero Vic is no longer on the team. Doke's gone, and Sosa's out. Three starters are gone, and you still only lost by two games, and it went down to the wire. That tells you how dominant KU is. That's why I say, yeah, this comes to an end. But now, what's this mean for Bill? As confident as I can finally say that KU's not winning the Big Twelve Conference this year. Now they're going to be the three seed in the Big 12 tournament, correct? Yep. Get used to three seeds. I think they're a three seed in the big dance. I think Some so. would say four. If they flame out real early, like if they lose Thursday, yeah, they might be a four or a five seed. Right. And they're getting that 12 or 11 game matchup real quick. But if they win that first game, play Texas Tech, especially if they beat Texas Tech, I think they're locked in as a three. For sure. Yeah. And then this is where we get to. What's this mean for Bill? I don't believe Bill's leaving yet. I don't think he's leaving ever. But That's because I'll, you're biased. No, but I'll hear that. I'll hear that. Okay. Um, there's two reasons why he'll leave. Um, one, it's just in the cards. Um, he can make a lot more money in the NBA. Can he, though? He can. For sure. Why, how can you not? I, I think he's higher paid than a lot of NBA coaches. Okay. That's fine. You can make more money in the NBA. Um, you have a... Kind of like, not family business, but you've got a lot of ties at San Antonio, mm-hmm. which is where I think a lot of people put him. Oh, yeah. Um, a lot of people have him taking over for Pop. I don't think Pop's done yet either. I think Pop's probably got two or three more years. And then we'll see Popovich kind of fade out into the crowd, even though right now he currently looks like a White Walker. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other situation where I see Bill could go is Oklahoma City. Now, I know they have Billy Donovan, 
and Billy Donovan's a good coach. But if Billy Donovan doesn't win this year in the playoffs, like he doesn't win a playoff series, he's done. Like, I guarantee you he's done. Eh, I don't want to guarantee that. He's probably got a good chance he's done because they haven't won a playoff series. They've got two great players. Paul George is low-key having an MVP-type season. Yeah. He might get a lot of MVP votes more than people think. Um, But there's ties there. He could go home. He could coach Oklahoma City. Now, the problem of him not leaving and why he might stay is because Bill is in control of whatever Bill does. Bill does whatever he wants. He goes wherever he pleases. He has no answers to wherever he goes. He has an AD. You think that AD listens to a lot of what Bill has to say? Absolutely not. Bill just kind of goes, hey, it's like it's like living with your parents and then living with a roommate. When you live with your parents and they hear the garage go up and they say, text, hey, where are you going? You live with a roommate, roommate doesn't ask. NBA, it might be like, hey, why are you going over here? Ah, I just got to go take care of stuff. Bill leaves in Lawrence. They're like, okay, just Bill, go ahead. Yeah, do go thing. do your thing. Right. He's got a really good thing in Lawrence. He's the mayor of Lawrence. Yeah. Right? And then you start thinking, well, what if Bill does leave? I don't think Bill's leaving anytime soon. I think he's got at least three years left at minimum. I'll put at least a three-year stamp. The reason I do that is because recruits and kids coming in. Here's the other thing why Bill's uh, – what, what this means for Bill. Everybody's coming back. You're losing Vic, but you haven't had Vic for the entire year, basically. And even when he was here, he wasn't all here. He's not a Bill guy. No. And fortunately, I mean, I'm sure Vic's a good kid. I don't know what's going on with him in his situation, but I'm sure there's something there that we'll find out more of. But the thing is, everybody's coming back. You can say Diedrich Lawson's not coming back. You and I talked about this. You talked me out of it. I think he's got to get a little bit more bigger. I think he can go to the combine. I don't think he'll not hire an agent. Right, right. But they'll I think he'll test the waters. He'll do the Michael Porter Jr. or the, the Jonte Porter thing. Yeah. Jonte was like, I'm not getting drafted, but I'm going to go see what I need to work on. Yeah. Unfortunately, blew his knee out. Now he's not drafted, and he's going to come back again for his another year at Mizzou. But now it's 2-1. Mane just scored. That cat's fast, too. You get Salah and Mane on the outside with Firmino in the middle. Wouldn't be a good game for you. Um, but the thing is, is like everyone's coming back that we think, except Vic because he's a senior and they, we know where that's at. Right. Diedrich comes back. Doak comes back. DeSosa's got to get that suspension down. I don't know how they can suspend him for two years. Right. Um, Quentin Grimes is back. Dotson's um, back. Dotson's back. Ochai's back. Lawson's brother's back. Mm-hmm. All these guys are back. Oh, Mitch by Lightfoot, the way, senior. Stop. This whole <laughs> team was ranked number one in the nation last year. What's this mean for Bill? The same it means every year. They're going to be the favorite to win the Big 12 next year. They're going to be the number top five ranked team in the nation. They're going to make the tournament. They're going to do all this stuff. I remember when Tiger Woods' PGA tournament making the cut broke. And people were like, oh, what's that mean? I don't know. He'll just go win. He'll just go make 30 more cuts in a row. I wouldn't be surprised if KU won seven more conferences in a row. I don't see anybody that's going to stop him. I mean, maybe every fourth year, Bruce Weber will have those seniors come around, and it's a tough game. But if anything, watch this happen, and then we'll go to break. Watch this happen. There is no doubt in my mind that Bill Self is one of the top five college coaches in basketball. Not because of just recruiting, because he has the Kansas label, so that kind of comes with the job. Right. But the fact that he can do X's and O's better than anybody, I think. I think he is better at X's and O's than anybody. I think Shishetsky now is just like a, he's not a statue, but he's almost to the point where it's like, if he has to, he will. 
Roy's kind of the same way, which Roy's health's kind of an issue for me. Like, I feel bad for him with his whole vertigo situation, mm-hmm. terrible disease. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing about that is, is you have to, like, think about what Bill can do. X's and O's, what this means for Bill, the fact that he can continue to win in the Big 12. And this year it didn't happen because literally everything negative went that way. It's like the Midwest this year. We normally never get a lot of snow. This year, every single snowstorm hit us. Every day. Every single day. So, what this means is, watch this scenario happen. KU gets a three seed. They're going to be the three seed in the Big 12 tournament. Watch them beat Texas Tech and then watch them play K-State close in the final, the Sprint Center, maybe win, and then get a three seed and watch Bill take them to the Sweet 16. And everybody goes, oh, damn. Bill Self is? All right. I know he looked a little sluggish in that Oklahoma game. Like, he kind of looked like a guy where he saw his players kind of quit. Yeah. But they knew the season was over. But, of course, college basketball, we all play for March. That's all we play for. At the end of the day, that's the only thing that matters. I haven't seen an offseason like this, I don't think, ever. And is it because of Mahomes? Seven thirty-five Sunday morning in March. Come There's along. no snow on the ground. There is, but it's like that's just me being a jerk. Yeah. Um, that's just because they're that's piled just you up, picking up, picking the little things out. Always. Hey, sun's coming up. That's right. It's actually kind of a pretty little sunset rising in the east. Um. Coming up at 8, Prairie Village Church Show on 1660 The Score. Coming up at 10 on 610 Sports Radio, our sister station, Bink, on Sunday. Um, I mean, if you want to listen to the draft, that's guaranteed where you need to be. Oh, yeah. Bink's guy you cover. He's also on the uh, 610sports.com as Bink's mocks are now finally coming in. You know, he knew that Patrick Mahomes was going to the Chiefs. I didn't know that. I, that you know, he I heard it somewhere one time. You heard it from Binkley directly. Yes, every Guaranteed. day. Every day. You know, I had you know, you know, I had you know, Nick, I had Mahomes every going draft. to the Chiefs every single draft. I had I had the Chiefs trading with the Bills. Um, yeah, uh, got some new news coming for you in a couple weeks uh, to tease a like a huge tease. There, a couple weeks we'll have some big news dropping on this show. Nick and I will. Um, that I think you'll be interested in. Um, actually, two big things. Uh, tomorrow, uh, some stuff going down with Nick and I that we will be able to put on the 610 Sports website here in a little bit uh, throughout the week. Can't really get into more detail than that other than stay tuned. Um, you'll finally get a face to the voice if that's something that you're into. On uh, 1660, the score, though, this right now is up and at him. Nick Price, Dusty Likens, little after 737. Um, coming up, we have the two-minute warning. Um, and then right now we have what I believe is the wildest, craziest NFL free agency that I've known. Now, as we always do, we've got to kind of pick apart some arguments here. And my thing is, I've only been doing this for about three years in this organization, working for 610 Sports Radio, um, working at Intercom, all this other stuff. So I feel like maybe I'm a little biased here because I'm in the industry. And I have to pay a little bit more attention just so I can kind of stay in the conversation. Right. But I also feel this has been a wild NFL free agency. And where I'll start is kind of where we started the show with the whole Antonio Brown. Now, I said, is it because of Patrick Mahomes, just so I could get you involved, thinking that we were going to talk about Patrick Mahomes. because that's. The power. Radio clickbait. Yeah, I mean, that's the power Mahomes has. He jokingly says Pizza Hut's got the best pizza, and KCTV5 does a story on it. 
And then people just like in the Chiefs organization now are just trolling people to see what they'll tweet of Patrick Mahomes, which we talked about this back in December. He's going to get a Whataburger here. He said he likes ketchup on his macaroni and cheese, and he's got a ketchup sponsorship. It's that easy when you're that good. But part of the reason I think this is a big free agency is that the Chiefs do have Patrick Mahomes. They know he's going to cost $200 million in a couple years, and they need to win now. And they've got an edge rusher that they gave the franchise tag to that, oh, by the way, now there's two teams that are interested, apparently, in the San Francisco 49ers and the Green Bay Packers. It's just, what are they going to give up for D Ford? And the Chiefs sit in the seat where they say, you know what? We want your first round pick, Green Bay. We want that 30th overall pick. And they say, no, we say, we, the Chiefs, they say, hey, you know what? We're cool having D Ford. That's fine. That's all right. We'll have our edge rusher for another year. Sure. That's fine. I get it. You're looking at value throughout the, you're looking at the longevity. You pay D Ford $50 million this year, then he walks and you get nothing for him. You look at it in this way, it's like, oh, maybe we can get a first-round pick. We can have two first-round picks, two second-round picks. Now you're talking. You can go find an edge rusher. Now you yeah, can maybe move up in the Four draft. guys that you got for four to five years. That's right. Control. Whereas D4 took four to five years to get where he's at, and now you let him go. Yeah. That's just the business. And it is what and, it is. And he's had one year where he's actually stayed healthy, too. And the other reason why maybe I think this might be a big NFL you know, free agency is that we're starting to get, I don't think we've hit it yet, but we're starting to get to peak social media status. And where I say this is, is that you look at Antonio Brown's situation. The other night, I'm going to bed. I'm just doing my normal ritual. I turn the TV on, throw the covers over, turn the box fan on, hit Twitter real quick, see if there's anything before I go to bed, and there was. Ian Rappaport comes out and says, it appears the Steelers and Bills have a deal to send Antonio Brown to the Buffalo Bills. And, I mean, Twitter goes nuts. I mean, everybody is tweeting all these, like, memes and gifs and all these little videos of, like, what happened. There's Cat Williams. There's a little kid who's crying because he got in trouble at school and his mom's making him do all these Fortnite dances. And it's, like, got a caption of, here's Antonio Brown scoring a touchdown against the Patriots in week 13 when the Bills are three and whatever and they're down 52-7. to I get it. And then all of a sudden, you see Antonio Brown tweet, alarm emoji, slash fake news. So I'm thinking, okay, we all bit, again, prime social media time nowadays in 2019. We're getting to the peak. I don't think we're there yet. We're going to, where it's all just going to take over. It's already kind of there. Yeah. But eventually it's just going to be there. Like eventually everybody's grandmother is going to be on Twitter. Like everybody's grandmother's on Facebook. Eventually they're going to be on Twitter. It's going to be like, you're followed by, by Nana Price. I don't know. Yeah. And so, like, you look at this, and I, and I think about this, and then Antonio Brown tweets that out, and then the next morning I wake up, and it's like, oh, by the way, Antonio Brown's not going to Buffalo anymore. Because he doesn't want to go to Buffalo. Because he doesn't want to go to Buffalo. So there's an aspect. I look at it this way. I think of, okay, the best receiver in football who has pissed off the Pittsburgh Steelers organization, according to some, Whereas Antonio Brown has literally tweeted and said, I've talked to the owner of the franchise. We parted ways with mutual respect. And they said the same thing. Then he goes on the shop and talks about how his situation was basically a Ben Roethlisberger problem, which we should all know that is a problem because Ben Roethlisberger is a capital D with a lowercase bag. That's what he is. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's not a good person. I mean, he sexually abused a woman in a college town and got away with it. Basically because of it was before it got a hot topic in the NFL. And it also helps being white. Another topic for another day. Or social media was as big as it is today, too. There you go. But here's Antonio Brown using his weight, which is good, because he's the best receiver in the game. 
and a game that's the most popular game in, the, in, in America. And not only that, he's in a position that is of value. The NFL is an offensive game when it comes to quarterbacks and receivers. Look what Obel Beckham got last year. Look what Tyreek Hill's about to get from the Chiefs. He's getting $90 million. Like it or not, he's going to get $90 million. Antonio Brown just got paid, and he's going to Oakland. These guys can move. It sucks for running backs because there's just such a commodity. But receivers, you got to find one. You got to find somebody that has it. And luckily, Antonio Brown has it all. He has speed. He has awareness. He has the catching ability. He has footwork, everything. And he's the best receiver in the game. Again, this NFL offseason has been fantastic. And it's not even close to being over yet. On the 13th, when everything's available, that's when it gets fun. That's when it's like, so-and-so's going here, so-and-so's going here, so-and-so's been paid, there's a trade, here's this, this is official now, this is official. Jaguars officially cool with Nick Foles, who's got a really cool nickname. Look it up. Yep. Um, and all this other sort of stuff. And then it all becomes this huge conglomerate of breaking news. And it's going to be like, oh. Like, no one knew the Bills were in contention. Clearly they weren't. But no one saw the Bills and the Antonio Brown thing. It was always the Titans, the Raiders, and the Niners. He wanted to go to the Bay. Then for some reason, Tennessee was in the mix, which I didn't really understand. Mariota needs a receiver, I guess. I guess. Um, even though they have Kendall Wright, and they have another dude that's actually pretty good. Um, but the thing about this NFL offseason that's been so intriguing, and I don't know, again, it's because of the demographic that I live in. I live in Kansas City, who's now the – Team, the NFL favorite to win the Super Bowl. Right, so everything that happens in free agency Seems. matters for the Chiefs. Right, around and for them. That's yeah, why like, I bring in it's them. It's not just who you get, but it's about, like, now you got to play Antonio Brown twice a year. Yeah. Now, like, what are the Rams? They go get Eric Weddle. Yeah. Like, Where's yeah. Tyron Matthew going? Where's uh, Earl Landon Thomas Collins. going? Where's Landon Collins going? Is Landon Collins going to land in Kansas City? We don't know. Some people hope so. He's 26. I don't know. But we're intrigued. And that's the thing that's also crazy is that, like, the average schmuck is intrigued. Like, the average Joe who watches football on just Sundays, doesn't follow it, goes, man, kind of want to see the Chiefs get Antonio Brown. It's like, oh, okay. Well, what about Le'Veon Bell? Why do you care? Why are you following the NFL offseason all of a sudden? Because you're interested. And, again, I take it back to the tease that you called clickbait. Is it because of Mahomes? Mahomes has got the Chiefs on the top of the world in the NFL world. He's the MVP. He's what everybody wants. He's what everybody's trying to duplicate. Hell, he got Cliff Kingsbury a head coaching job in Arizona. After getting fired with a sub-500 record. From his alma mater. Yep. I don't know. I think, that, I think that social media has a big part of it, like you were saying, too. I mean, we saw that, uh, that video of Chris Jones and Le'Veon Bell. Right. Earlier this week, and then you had Le'Veon Bell tweeting at a bunch of marquee free agents saying, like, where are we teaming up? Kind of that super team NBA kind of mentality to and it, it. And it, yeah, and, and tampering. Let it happen. Let it be fun. Oh, yeah. I don't they, give a crap. I mean, it totally is happening. Tampering the MLB. Yeah. I mean, Chris Jones and Le'Veon Bell, that's tampering. Yeah. If you really want to get PC with it, that's tampering. Oh, yeah. What if I went to Kansas City? I don't know. What if you did? Awesome. What um, the other thing, too, is like the, 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 the players have more control than we thought. Yeah. Now, I know that we always use the old, powerful white guy uh, in the system, like he's the owner, and it's still that way. But, I mean, the powerful white man policy is always going to be there until we finally can get some sort of change. Like, I know that there's been players that say it's almost like a slave mentality. Right. Um, that they go out there and it's like, do what I say. Well, Antonio Brown literally told that guy, I'm not going to Buffalo. And he didn't go to Buffalo. Not only that, but, like, 
I feel like players are starting to use their wealth, kind of like I said with Antonio Brown. He knows he's the best receiver in football. He's been the best receiver in football. It's a prove it to me, then you can get it type mentality. He's done that. He went in the sixth round, and now he's the best football player. 90% of people don't know where he went to college. He went to Eastern Michigan. No one knows that. Antonio Brown deserves to get what he wants. He's using his wealth to push forward. Unfortunately, running backs aren't quite there yet. Because they're just so much, they're just a dime a dozen to be cliche with running backs. The other thing, too, is there's different factors that need to be made, but is this the type of change that we can see going forward with the NFL as getting rid of that old white man mentality of like, this is my team, you're doing what I do, yet now we're seeing things change just a little bit, and maybe that's kind of what we need. Central Michigan, I'm sorry, I went to Central Michigan. Central Michigan, yeah. yeah. Binkley, literally right here. Oh, nice. Text message. Fake news. He went to Central Michigan. Fake news. Sorry, Binkley. Josh Vernier went to Eastern Michigan. Text that, Bink. Coming up. All good things come to an end. And with this, I know it's going to break some hearts saying this, but you just got to let it go. Central Michigan. Damn it. Central Michigan is where Antonio Brown went. The Chippewas, right? Sure. I think so. I'm not digging into a hole that's already deep of that's uh, true. fake Yeah, news. I don't want to. Maybe the Chippewas. At least I know Jay Binkley is the one person listening this morning, or maybe there's people getting in their way to, ooh, soccer fight. Um, halftime, Liverpool up 2-1. Oh, what? Soccer right. needs more of this. Dude, that's just like a random coach going out there ready to just, oh, here it is. Boom! Oh. Holy cow. That's I don't a cheap know. shot was if I've a, ever seen Was that one. a fan? This is th- great radio, by the way. Sorry, there's a fan <laughs> that looks like he got into the Newcastle game behind a player and just cold cocked him in the back of the head. Yeah. Straight closed fist punch. Uh, coming up the two-minute warning, um, but to pay off a tease, I know it's sad, and I know there are people out there that will get mad about this, but unfortunately, when it comes to this world, things evolve. Things change. Things die out. Things happen for a reason, and that's just the way it is. 2013, 14, 15, and 16 was really fun for Royals fans. Great time. It was awesome. Remember it forever. As you should if you were around at that time. Yeah. And the thing about the Royals then is that all those guys were brought up to the system. Hosmer, Moustakis, Salvi, uh, uh, Duffy, Hochaver in that bullpen, They went and traded for James Shields and Wade Davis. It ended up being a better deal for Wade Davis and James Shields. But the thing about it is, is like the Royals made themselves relevant for three years and made themselves champions in that process. That team is all but gone. Duffy's still here. Sal Perez is still here. And Gordon's still here. Gordon, who hit probably the most iconic, memorable, Famous home run in the entire world for the Kansas City Royals. I know the Pine Tar home runs up there, but I mean the Gordon home run is just a bigger scenario, bigger, bigger game, stage, yeah. everything. It was a World Series. He had a home run to dead center, sent it to extra innings after Hosmer completely screwed up. Mm-hmm. And the thing about that is, is Gordon is leaving after this year. This is Gordon's swan song. This is what you will see Alex Gordon do. You will see him at the very end of the season get the standing ovation, hit the tears in the eyes. Wave to the crowd. Some people will be crying because they'll be happy that that contract's finally over. Some people will be sad because Gordon 
like myself, was here on opening day when Gordon got called up and faced Kurt Schilling and struck out four times, one of them which being the bases were loaded. Yeah, not everybody remembers Alex Gordon used to be a third baseman. That's right, and he had a different number. He used to be number seven. Mm-hmm. Um, but Duffy, another setback. Sal Perez, hurt again. New wave of Royals are coming in. They won the Lex- the Lexington team, won their World Series, their championship. Never been done by a Royals organization. MJ Melendez, Nick Prado, uh, Nicky Lopez, Richard Lovelady, uh, Brady Singer, Coar. All these guys are going to be here sooner than later. You're getting Mondesi now. He's the big face. He's already on your roster, tore it up last year. You look at it this way. Whit Merrifield, kind of lead these guys to the promised land. All those guys are there. Your new pitching's coming up. All this is going to end, and that's just the way it is. Get ready for the new Royals. Put the old one to bed. The old team's getting ready to fade out this year. Two-minute warning. Now to bring us to the two-minute warning. What the heck? Let's go. Two-minute warning. We take our biggest topics and wrap them back up because you, A, may not have been in your car, and B, that's just how we finish the damn show. Nick Price, Dusty Likens here on 1660 The Score on Up and Adam. K-State did it. Well, they did it with Texas Tech. They share the conference title. They're the kings of the Big 12. Good for them. Yeah. I think that's a good step for K-State. They got a chance. They got a chance to be a two-seed in the March Madness bracket. They got a chance to play through Kansas City. They got a chance to play. I don't know where they do the first round. Maybe Omaha, somewhere around there. They're gonna go to, then they can go to the Sprint Center, play there in front of their fans. They get the luxury of being what it's like to be Kansas this year. And they did it the way that K-State has to do it. Just don't lose on Thursday. Yeah. You play the yeah, early game. definitely you'll, don't. You'll play the early game Thursday around 11. Then you'll play it around like 5 o'clock on Friday. And then hopefully you're playing again at like 4, 30, 5 o'clock on Saturday. Hopefully we get KU-K-State. Um, sticking to the K-State thing, Bruce Weber, give the man some love. It's been a good year for Bruce. It's been a good it run. It's been a good run for Bruce. Yeah. He's going to be. Here's a quick thing to tell you. Is Bruce Weber the best coach in college basketball in K-State history? Probably. Could be. Yeah. If he keeps it up. I mean, Martin wasn't there long enough. Huggins wasn't there long enough. I know there's guys that were there before I was born that, like, if you look at their pictures, they're all black and white. But the thing about it is Bruce Weber has done a very good job. He's been to Elite Eight. He's got two Big 12 titles. Um, and then you look at the NFL free agency. Antonio Brown. Using his worth and getting some movement, going where he wanted to go. Didn't go to Buffalo. He's going to Oakland. He's getting paid more money. And tough things end. Royals, got to get ready for it. The the double-A the team is, is the future. 2020, 2021, that's always been the target time. I think 2019 should be fun. I don't know if it'll be that entertaining. They're going to be fast. They're going to deal some pieces. They're going to get some guys. They're going to build up this minor league system. Maybe we see Frank Schwindel rock a 69 jersey and catch. Yeah. I don't know. There's a possibility of that, apparently. There's also some other things that are involved with this as well. As you look at, um, you know, we might see Nicky Lopez come up this year. Um, you know, we're going to see the catching evolve. Sal's not there. We're going to see the platoon of catchers. Cam Gallagher, uh, Villarreal, whatever the guy's name is. I can't say it off the top of my tongue. But the guy that came up last year, first hit, double off the wall, bat flip. Ned laughed and pulled him aside and said, hey, man. And there it is. Two-minute warning. K-State, Texas Tech, Big 12, Bruce Weber gets some love. NFL free agency, players using their worth. And the Royals, new time. Take it easy. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.